Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Becoming the 1% Podcast. My guest today is John Malott. He is the CEO of Osnap Active Lifestyle. You guys are going to like this. His backstory is crazy. You guys are going to have fun. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> The yeah. Bellucci cocktail was infamous. Yeah, he he yeah he lived. That dude lived. <laughs> Surprisingly nimble for as chunky as he was. That dude could do backflips and then handsprings. And hand, you ever seen him? In <laughs> no, his, it was in insane. His day? It was insane. Really? You never seen the Blues Brothers? With Dan no. Aykroyd? No, seriously? No. They haven't lived. Oh, come on. Am I the only one? Have you I, seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Now I have my critiques, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. All right. Well, we ready to get going? I yeah. suppose you've already been rolling, so we can just call that the, call that the beginning. John, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. It Finally, is. we're here. I know. It's been a while. Yeah, this is dope, man. I, I can't. I feel like a kid. Like, you dig I it? I want to just touch stuff and <laughs> yeah. throw things. Yeah. Climb well, on shit. Oh, that's the goal. I, 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 <laughs> I, I leaned into the marble thing because I liked it for fitness. It yeah, fits yeah. really well. People want to look like them anyway, so why yeah. not? And I, I like making it fun. So why not do this? You did it. Thanks, buddy. You did it. Yeah. I like to start every episode off with the guest introducing themselves tell us a bit about yourself i want to of course get to oh snap and all yeah. the crazy cool supplements and success you've had but i want to start with the backstory i want to start with the the bad stuff start oh. there tell us tell us about who you are he's he's trying to make me cry yeah <laughs> sure you want to go there the tear is already welling up yeah you know look uh, I, I don't i don't have all of the things that society says you should have to be successful. You know, I, I, my first felony arrest, I was 15 years old, mm -hmm. uh, robbed a movie theater at gunpoint. Uh, it was their fault. I'll tell you that story another time. You got to tell us now. You, so what, how does that, how do you rob a movie theater? I didn't, I didn't have the intention to do it, Okay, um, but they, so I, I was 15 and I was very disruptive as a 15 year old. Uh -huh. And so it was, it was in the eighties and I'll never forget the movie. It was troll. I don't know if you, you know, anyways, troll no. is yeah, not a movie. Anybody probably ever saw, but me and now me, they will. Yeah. Now, now go check it out. It's not actually a stupid, it's, it's kind of a cult classic now. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Um, they asked me to leave the movie theater and I said, okay, I'll leave, but I want my money back. And they said, look at your ticket stub. It says no refunds. And I said, well, then give me everybody's money back. Which, funny now, <laughs> not funny then. This is pre-Joker shoot up the yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Not yeah. funny now. No, this uh, was, and that and that led to 18 months uh, in juvenile detention facility. So, wow. Yeah, yeah that at, was. At, at 15? 15. Do you get, did you get tried as an adult? No. No, thank no, no, God. That's what juvenile is. Yeah. Well, okay, so you, but yeah. they still gave you eighteen months. Yeah. Was this a first time offense that uh, led no, to that? No, I had, I had a little, I had a few other things. A couple that I, things. Yeah, a couple record. things here and there. That was one of the, that was one of the big ones. And then, my my last felony arrest was I was twenty four years old, mm. and and that was like the beginning of the end of that part of my life. Sure. And just so you guys feel safe, yeah. <laughs> I haven't committed a crime in a long time, man. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah, but it was it was just I, I was just out of control as yeah. as a young person, and and seventeen years old. So I, I I get released from the juvenile detention facility. What we now know as the crack epidemic, you know, was hitting pretty good. And well, where where were you when this was happening? I was living in Milwaukee. Okay. Yep. So okay. I lived between Milwaukee and Chicago. I was on the south side of Milwaukee, and. And I get get out, and you know I, I always wanted to be a capitalist, 
So, mm-hmm. you know, this crack epidemic thing is happening. We didn't call it crack at that point. We were freebasing cocaine, turning yeah. it into, anyways, you guys, I don't, we don't have to, you don't have to teach you guys how to do it today. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, I, I tried to sell it, man. I thought this would be a good business. Yeah. But pretty, I did, uh, pretty locked market. Yeah, yeah. But, I, <laughs> but I didn't get the memo. Don't get high on your own supply. Oh. And 17 years old, I have a heart attack from smoking cocaine. Oh, so wow. Just, wow. it was just one bad episode after another. Yeah. And then there were some circumstances around it. And I ended up locked up again. And, and I ended up in a drug rehabilitation facility um, that I was sort of forced to be part of. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where everything changed, man. That's where I met a guy by the name of Dave. Dave was a former outlaw motorcycle gang member who demanded respect. Because I used to blame everybody. Like the police, you know, my mom left. The de- you know, everybody sucked. Except, sure. you know, and it's all your fault. And uh, Dave held the mirror up. And he said, listen, bro, you're here because you made an appointment to be here. Stop being a little, you know. And Where'd you meet Dave? In, in that rehab. He was in the, rehab. He was the okay. counselor. He was like the dude. Trying to help kids, yeah, get their shit together. Been there, done that. Yeah, like, had already been. There. Yeah, yeah. He, had, yeah. you know, Dave was Dave was a gangster, and uh, he he commanded respect. He was one. You know, I was used to people talking at me and telling me you're a loser. You're all the things that people have to say, and Dave didn't take that approach. Yeah. Dave basically said, "You're you have the potential," and he he was a guy who t- who convinced me mm-hmm. that because I was like, "What am I going to do, man? Where where am I going?" And Dave said, business is your way out. And I never, I never consider, again, I tried a drug dealing thing. That didn't work so well. I'm like, ah, clearly I'm not a great businessman. <laughs> you know, I'll stay on the consumer side, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's something powerful about the impact of shared experience. Yeah. As somebody who's been, especially in your experience. Oh, yeah. Because there's not a lot of people that have gone through something like that. No. And to meet somebody older who's gone through it, I assume Dave had a similar rap sheet in, yeah, in yeah. his day yeah. to speak into your life and say, hey, look, you don't have to be this forever. And yeah. I know that may feel that way, but things can certainly change. You're young. How old were you? 24. No, I was 17. You were 17 when you met Dave. Yeah, because okay. I, you know, so at 17, he was the first guy to give me a personal development. He gave me a book, How to Win Friends, Influence People. Okay. And that was like the seed plant. I was like, I didn't even know this information existed. You know, what was it called? What's the book called? How to How to Win Friends and Influence People by okay. Carnegie. Great book. Yeah, yeah. read it. Yeah, it's very popular. Foundational, yep. bro. I, I tell anybody you you want to you want to figure out how to navigate the system, and I, I don't I don't like the word manipulate, but for me, I saw like I learned manipulation tactics <laughs> in that. Book. Yeah, <laughs> at least that's how I saw it at first. I'm like, oh shit, I've been doing this all wrong. Yeah, like you know what do they say? It's 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 easier to get you know honey versus vinegar or some shit, uh-huh. you know, whatever that quote is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I started, uh, I started applying some of the stuff and I'm like, dang, man, people will, will move. People will do stuff. Yeah. If you, if you, if you're not a jerk, cause Dave basically said, he said, you're a jerk. And he said, you need to reprogram yourself. And he said, read this book. And, yeah. And, and it was tough. It's a tough read. It's not like an exciting damn book. So I'm sure it took, took me a while to get directly it. applicable though. If you're yeah, trying yeah. to make this kind of a transition. In yeah. Your life. And yeah. then that led to that led to me going on this search. So I got one foot in the hood. I got one foot in personal development. And I'm trying to figure out my path. Mm-hmm. And then um, 24, I had an altercation with, with my neighbor. Um, which yeah. I, had, I had many altercations, but this one led to another gun incident and then a, a arrest. And still, a, still in Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But this time I have a daughter, so I'm 24 and I've I've got a two year old, and I en- end up in the Milwaukee County Jail sitting on the bullpen floor. It was July 4th, 1993. Whoa. And I sat there for four days waiting to go to court in this, this room, you know, a little bigger than this with hardened criminals. And 
and and criminals work they really go at it on the fourth of july like they're out in full force birthday i don't even go out anymore since that incident i'm like i'm staying away from i haven't gone out in 20 something years. hard yeah i stay away i'm like oh my god this is it's always bad okay yeah. so anyway so now have you had enough it's, no, oh, oh, believe me. Oh, this we, we could go see what this you could possibly take oh, us. So you're there. You're yeah. what happens next? Where, where does this train? Where does this click on? So when you're sitting in that environment, and number one, you're in a room, and there is there is no there are there's no officers. There's no like if when things happen in that room, you're you're in trouble. So first off, I'm sitting on. I, I'm the reason I'm sitting on the floor. Is because there is a bench around the room, but the harder criminals, the better criminals, the bigger they get the bench seats. Right. So there's one toilet, and I get the like riverside property because the toilet happens to be leaking. So I'm sitting right in front, and you see these little tiny insects. I don't know what the fuck they were on the ground. I'm like, this is I was so miserable. And on top of that, I had stitches in my head. So before I got there, the police rerouted me to St. Luke's Hospital because I got beat by them in my cell which i which i deserve by the criminals by the police by the police yeah because before you go i was in sixth district police station and i was you know i was on some stuff so yeah this little window and every time they're walking by i'm pounding the window and i'm giving them the finger and eventually five of them came in (laughs) yeah and this is it was was a rough night yeah this was a rough night so i'm in now i'm in the bullpen i got a big ass bandage around my head my head is pounding. I'm coming down from all the shit I have been on, uh-huh. and I'm I'm realizing sitting my, Riverside in the Riverside with some hard hard people. Yeah, and I don't forget this dude said uh, when I walked in, he said, "If they don't let me out of here soon, the next white boy that comes in here, I'm gonna kill." I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> oh shit! And I was hoping for another white boy to come in because I'm like, just in case another one does, and he starts to turn on me. So I'm like, "Oh my god, like, please God!" And you got to figure you're not the only one, yes. and they're coming down off of some stuff. I yeah. mean, in that I was, in that crowd, and then you know you're there because it's a holiday weekend. You can't because you can't get out or do anything until you get to court. Which isn't so open you're sitting until, in this yeah. thing piled on top of each other, waiting until court opens up, and it happens to be a holiday. And I did it early. In the beginning of the holiday. <laughs> so you still went the whole week in there? Uh, yeah, I, four days. Yeah. Four days. Yeah, because then, then, you got a picture, too. Once the court opens... Did another white boy You have in? to wait in line. Yeah, there was a few. Oh, my God. They were probably <laughs> let, letting off illegal firecrackers. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something very minor. Dang. Dang white people. Okay, yeah, so... Anyway. <laughs> where, where, where do we go from here? Yeah, well, where do we go from here? Um... Yeah, so so real simple. I'm sitting on that bullpen floor, and two things were were playing in my mind. Yeah, something Dave said to me when when I was in drug rehab. He said a good man leaves an inheritance for his. He used to say this all the time. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. I now have it tattooed on my arm. I didn't know where that came from at the time. I didn't really care, but he used to say it a lot. I didn't think much of it. And the other thing that was replaying is when I was being arrested and let out of my house. I look back and I catch my two, my two year old's freaking out. My two year old daughter's freaking out. She doesn't know what's going on, but my house has got police in there. It's in disarray. So as I'm being handcuffed, as I'm being let out of the house, and I look back. This is directly when the neighbor altercation happened. Yes. And, okay. So okay. So now after everything, and I'm and I, they're in my house. They're looking for the gun. Anyways, I'm being let out, and I'll never forget sitting on the floor. The two things that kept going through my mind for four days was a good man leaves inheritance for his children's children, mm. and I have this one kid. I came and take care of this one kid and her, and her crying and her face. I'll never forget it. And we, yeah. we couldn't have, you know, held eyes for more than a couple of seconds, 
but I'll never forget the look. And it just it just kept replaying as I sat there. I said, you know, and I, you know, you ever drink too much, and then over the toilet bowl, you're like, God, if you let me out of this, I'll never drink again. <laughs> yeah. That was me on the bullpen floor. God, I, I, if just let me out of this, and I promise you, man, I'm not doing this shit no more. Yeah. And um, so that was that was I made the decision on that bullpen floor, and uh, I had to deal with you know the legal stuff through that, you know. Yeah. And then, but eventually got past got past all that, and so that was rock yeah. bottom. That that was yeah that was pretty that was right there rock bottom was actually when I was seventeen yeah and and I had already destroyed so many relationships I had nowhere to go I only owed I the only thing I owed at that time the only thing I owned was the jeans the shoes and the sweatshirt that I left drug rehab with mm-hmm. when I was seventeen and and you mentioned yeah. you mentioned God in your illustration I mean was, yeah. was faith a part of this turning of point in your life I mean was that something you leaned into in, in that situation yeah you know it's it's crazy because i have this weird fascination i had this fascination with spirituality so mm-hmm. i was so over the years you know i've been in pentecostal baptist jehovah witnesses muslim i'm trying to figure out who's got the key you know who's sure, got, who's got yeah, the secret yeah. because everybody around me is like you're going to hell i'm like oh great i want to hang out with you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, all right, your God is X. Let me go find someone else. And then someone came in my life and said, you're going to heaven. I'm like, oh, bro, what do you know that the rest of these clowns don't know? Sure. And that that kind of opened things up for me. So I'm not like out here Bible thumping, but I had another mentor that said, hey, don't don't read the, the Bible or the Quran or the Torah for the religion. He said, read it for the good, practical, useful information throughout life. Yeah, and then they day to day. Yeah. yeah. Do you know there's a dude in in the Bible that they told me this dude Solomon. They said he's the richest was the richest man in the world, and they said he's the richest man that would ever live. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They said the dude, uh, his gold reserves were worth a trillion dollars back then, mm-hmm. like in today's dollars. I'm like, yeah. All right, so who wouldn't want to figure out what? How what about is his this? wives? Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah. What do you have? Four or five thousand wives, yeah. three four thousand concubines. Yeah. It's like what? How are you doing this every day, bro? Like, mm-hmm. what's your Viagra secret? <laughs> I'm like, man, that's I want to know that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when I found out there were people like that that lived and they wrote this shit down, I said, mm-hmm. this might be a shortcut. Well, you, you, I'm you, still trying to get my. You wife remember to what commit. how how King Solomon ended his life? Possibly no. the most the most infamous or not infamous, famous line in that part of the Bible is how what Solomon said at the end of his life because the story yeah. of Solomon's a bit more than that. God gave Solomon. Oh, yeah. Everything he told him, because yeah. you ask for wisdom, I'm going to grant you everything, everything. under the sun. Everything that breathes and everything that's breathed upon will be a part of your kingdom. Yes. And at the end of his life, Solomon said, it means nothing. You can't mm. take it with you. Everything is still here on everything. earth. Everything, yeah. That's, yeah. And there's real, like you said, practical application. There's real, real application for that, for people living their life, especially, yeah. especially people who've made wealth. You got to always keep that in perspective and remember that you can't take it with you. How you impact the people on this earth, man, that is what's going to stay here. That's the, it. The interactions you have with people, the way that you treat people, that's what you're remembered for. Yep. What your kids will remember you for. That Look, that's the deal. You know, I, I was in pursuit of money and things mm-hmm. and it never, there was all, it's, it's insatiable. Like there's never an end to it. Yeah. yeah. Like it's never enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I'm at a point now. I'm like, I don't need all that shit. Yeah, I've had all the all the stuff. And maybe it's easy to say after you've had it all. Maybe you got to go get it first to be able to say that. Because I couldn't have said that, you know, 15 years ago. Because I wanted everything. Yeah. I wanted the big house in the hill. I wanted the, all the Rolls Royces. I wanted the. I wanted everything. 
Well, they, yeah. they asked uh, Warren Buffett probably five, ten years ago. I remember they asked him, you know, okay, you're one of the richest men in the world. Yeah. How much money is, is enough? And what did he say? He's like, one more dollar. <laughs> well, that, that's the, there's yeah, your that's answer. The, there is no, there is no. There end. is. No it's way. an insatiable, endless pit. And if yep. you don't, it's the the struggle is within. It's it within is. the happiness that you can find inside of yourself. And how you find yep. that has very little to do with the money that you do or do not have. Being joyful is a choice. Damn, bro, are you a preacher? Are you, is, is, there a, <laughs> preacher. is there a church in here somewhere? I just took like, some alpha brain and I'm feeling it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but, but it's it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, it's important to know that. It's yeah. important to remember that, and it's important to learn that before you get your hands on wealth, because because yeah. you, you you found that part yeah. of it, man. I mean, you came from that bullpen to where you're at now, and you. Yeah. I want to talk about your businesses. I want to get yeah. into marketing, all that stuff. But finding the ability to find internal contentment. That's almost entirely on us. It's very little to do with yeah. the external about what happens around us. No, you know, and then there was a point like I I was never a free man until the day I stopped giving a shit what people thought about me. There you go. That was like I thought the money made me free because I didn't, you know, I slept until I was done sleeping. I didn't have to listen to anybody. You know, money allowed me lots of what most people would consider freedom. Travel, I could do anything I want. Right. I, I worked from wherever I was way before that was the thing to do. You yeah. Know, I, I was, because nobody would hire me because of my <laughs> So I, I had no choice. It was entrepreneur or bum. And, yes. and, and, yeah. Oh, some of the most unemployable people will be the yes. most successful entrepreneurs. Yeah. It's, all, it's like, dude, if you feel like you can't be an employee... Try to make something. Man. Try to create it on your own. Yeah. And then, and then, like I, I know for sure I'm allergic to like cubicles and office settings and things like that. So huh. yeah, so I, <laughs> I can't. That's why. Yeah, I did this. Like, yeah, I can do this. Like if this is my life, I can do. This. <laughs> but that was like really for me when I look back. That was the day I was free when I just didn't give a shit anymore. Mm. Like I didn't. I didn't. I really. I mean, I love you. I think you're great. But Les, I wrote a book with Les Brown, the motivational speaker, and yeah. he used to say that what what people think about him is none of his spiritual business. Mm. And I and I none I thought I What's the name of the that. book? It's terrible. It's called The Power of One. If you want it, I'll send one and you can use it for fire kindling. I it's, it's like <laughs> <laughs> You know, okay, it's this like is interesting. Terrible. You don't yeah. like it. As far as the published you should you've you done. Shouldn't like something that you wrote 20 years, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. I've never written a book. But, but is it <laughs> that that's how that's how have you how many yeah. have you written? Do, is that your no, I I got one coming out next month. I have a new book coming out next month called. But, uh, I can't tell you the name. Okay. Yet. There's a. It's it 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 does go, go kind of go hard at my industry a little bit. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I'm gonna hold off on the name until right before Understand. we're gonna launch at a, a mastermind I'm doing in Vegas. Sick. Um, yeah. So it's gonna be. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. Can, can you? I mean, can you tell us the synopsis of what, yeah, yeah, what yeah. it talks it's, about? It's, what basically, the, what's it's the... basically about the, the industry that saved my life, which is network marketing, MLM. Okay. Because nobody would hire me, so it was like, and and people put it down, but I'm like, damn, I don't know why people put this down, be, because someone like me, you wouldn't want me running the street. You wouldn't want me doing because I was no, I was a janitor for General Electric, and and it was miserable. I can imagine. But that's what you get when you have a colorful past. Uh huh. There's just not a lot of doors open. Sure. So when someone introduced me to network marketing and they said, they basically said, we don't care what your background is. We don't care what you did in the past. None of that matters to us. I was like, are you serious? Because nobody ever, when it came to employment or making money, no one ever said that. If you check the box, you're not getting the job. If you don't check the box, you might get the job, but they'll take it away from you later on. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so it's a lose-lose. Yeah. And that's why so many, dude, I met so many incredible, uh, energetic brilliant criminals mm -hmm. 
And if they had a resource, if they had a place to take that, they would do incredible. But yeah. society doesn't. You never pay your debt to society. Not in this country. Of course not. You're always you're always stuck there. And then what are you what are you going to get? So they tell you, you, you go get a job. Mm-hmm. The job sucks. They treat you like shit. Yeah. You make way more money out in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What do they so call our, it? The the uh, the revolving door. The revolving Is that the that's door. the frame yeah. work that they? Yeah. So anyway, it, yeah. so there's a part of that in the book where I talk about the 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 misconception people have of the industry because the industry's hard. Yeah. The reason why most people fail is because the shit is it's not it's not easy. Can you explain what network marketing is? What does it mean? Yeah. What what's so, what's so, your definition? So basically it's word of mouth marketing. It's me telling you I just I just had this drink. Uh-huh. The drink is badass. Try it. That's just, that's what it is. Now, unfortunately, people get involved in the industry, and, and when there's money involved, they become weirdos. I say, well, you weren't a weirdo <laughs> until you got in business with me. Now you're, like, talking to you. You're you, you, you straightened up. You got all these lines. And I'm like, bro, I, they're going to think you're in a fucking cult. Yeah. 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 And that's what people think it is yes. because there is there is so much money to be made. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, this is where I was making a quarter million dollars a month, whether I rolled over in bed or rolled out of bed to start my day. That money was coming in no matter what. Once it was built, you couldn't turn it off. Yeah, I was selling. I was selling these businesses for seven figures. I would build it, sell it, because it was a book of business. Like if you built an insurance company, you got a book. This thing was they were cash machines. They were yeah. spitting off cash. But most people never get to that point because it takes work. Yeah. <laughs> that dirty four letter word work. But it's pitched to people like it's the lottery. Mm-hmm. Like I go to you and say, man, we're gonna make all this money. We're gonna take this product, and, blah, blah, blah. and then you're, you're puking all over your family and friends. They think you're fucking nuts, and you know, <laughs> and they they know you still own twenty bucks. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be rich, yeah, right. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so that's what happens. But you never like my mentor was Jim Rohn. You know, Jim Rohn was he. The reason he poured into me was because he had an incentive. Because he earned an override. It was the purest thing ever. It's yeah. like, shit, the dude's, this dude is now. And later on, you figure out Jim Rohn is like the man. Tony Robbins' mentor. like the, one of the That's greatest. where I know his name. I'm like, yeah. I'm trying yeah, to yeah. place who he was. Yeah. He, he, he does go on with Tony a bunch of yeah. times, right? They do a lot of events yeah, together. Yeah, well, well, he's dead now, but but he did. Jim like, is? Yeah, Jim oh. was like the the, 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 the the godfather of all this stuff, like with personal development. If you want you want to change your philosophies, you you hang out. You, you get some Jim Rohn. Gotcha. You know? And... Yeah. What so. what is your what is your take on that particular initiative? I'm, I'm specifically yeah. addressing motivational speaking, motivational speakers, no. personal developers, life coaches, because it seems like this. <laughs> don't get me started. I don't. don't I don't dislike the entire idea of the industry, but a part yeah. of me really, really dislikes motivational speakers. Oh. I just ask Najla. My wife. My wife happens to be in here. She, she's you know she's got this, she's got this. <laughs> no, it's bro. Someone was she was in some place and they said, yeah, she, they were talking about me. I wasn't there because I was there. I, I I would I go off. They said, and her husband's a motivational speaker. I fucking hate it. Uh-uh. I said, I, look, I'm an entrepreneur that speaks. I'm not a motivational no. speaker. Motivation what, is what overrated. I'm gonna get you pumped up, and you're still an idiot. Like <laughs> now you're just a, a motivated idiot. Like, where are we going with this shit? I I don't like it, and I think now. Like people come here all the time, John. I want to be a motivated speaker. I'm like, okay, why? Because I got a story to tell. Well, no one gives a shit. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. No, like no one really cares. Maybe while you're up on stage, they may listen and care. Yeah, but, but, but it, it, you're not older. conveying anything. It, if if you can, like, my story doesn't mean Jack. Like, who cares? John has all this stuff. Mm-hmm. What what the reason? Only reason people want to hear that story is because of what I did yes. from that story. Yes. A lot of these motivational speakers, you haven't done shit. That's you're ex- still stuck in that story, bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> you haven't left the neighborhood. Exactly. You're still driving the same car. You're, you're trying it's to like, teach me how to do something and how to make something that you really don't know how to done. make or do. You haven't done. Maybe you know someone who did do it and they taught you what they did, but oh. you haven't actually done it, done it. No, it's very, very hard for me to get behind a lot of these motivational speakers because maybe they're even killing it. Maybe they're making eight, nine figures every single month, but they're doing that by motivating. They're not making yeah. anything. It's not tangible. It's yeah. a non- You can't use it. No. What are you going to use? It? I mean, I guess it's great. Like if you're lifting weight, if I was in here, we could play some, you know, even my buddy Les Brown. Like, <laughs> yes, I love Les. I like Les. Get I like Les Brown. up the fucking hip hop preacher. Pump me up. Yeah. Great. That's what Spotify is for. But I got it's nothing, free. Yeah. I got nothing else. I got nothing else to do with it. What am I going to do with it? It, it? There's no strategy. Mm -hmm. There's no technique. There's how, okay. How do I scale? How do, how do I develop my leadership skills? Yeah. I and mean, that's where, you know, I, I want tangible. That's why I do get offended when people call me a motivationalist because they see me on stage. And here's what they don't understand either. They think that I just got on a stage. No, no, no. You don't understand. I'll tell you how terrible of a motivational speaker I am. <laughs> <laughs> Never hire me to do a motivational speech. <laughs> tell me. The first time, like I had to build my own stage. I had to put people in the room myself. Uh -huh. so the first time I had two people in my living room and I was going to get them fired up. They both fucking quit the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, I really suck. But eventually, it, it went from two to 200 to yeah. 20,000. I'm in South Korea, and, and my team in network marketing was 30,000 people in an wow. arena. Wow. We, we put up, we, we did an event, you know, that we paid in over South a Korea. million dollars. So to your company is yes. international. Well, this was a different company. This was, oh, okay, okay. My company now is, is, is small. We're only two years in the game and we're just which US and Canada. Which num how many companies have you started and sold? And, and so, how many, what number is OSNAP? OSNAP is the technically the fourth okay. network marketing company, but this one I own. Okay. The other companies I was an independent distributor of. So I had an LLC, so I signed up with a company. Mm -hmm. That it was their company. I signed up as a 1099 independent distributor to distribute their products. Got it. So okay. I build a company inside of their company. Yeah. So... In that particular situation, I had 327,000 distributors in my little company inside of a company. Whoa. My little team. All using your network marketing strategies. Yes. Word of mouth. Yeah. And the tool, like we build systems. Like we're building big businesses. We're not, yeah. this is not some little hobby thing. I, t I mean, people come in and they can do it like a hobby. The reason why Korea was so big is because they wake up at early in the morning <laughs> and they go late at night. Yeah. And this is what they do. In America... We're fucking whinging and whining and yeah, we are. And it's like, Oh, you know, and then, and then as soon as they get a little rejection, they're sad. And their best friend's cousin, sister's nephew said it's a scam. And now they're sucking their thumb for three days. I'm like, where the fuck are we going? Bro? That, yeah. That's kind of what I wanted to hear about yeah. a little bit is like getting that wheel turning of the network yeah. market. Yeah. There's a lot of people that come in and have great ideas, but actually executing on that. What does that take as a business owner? Dude, It takes the same thing. It takes any other, like I've owned nightclubs. I've owned restaurants. I've owned mixed martial arts, cage fighting companies. I have all, uh, you, I've had tons of companies, publishing company, um, private jet, none of them ever paid me the cash flow that network marketing did, but all of them required the exact same skills. It, it, and it required the same tenacity. It required that, like, I will not quit. Like in the nightclub, I hated it at a certain point, uh -huh. but I couldn't, I had to still show up. I had to do the work. I had to be there. I had to put in the time. It's the same stuff. But the thing in network marketing, imagine your investment is 200 bucks. Uh -huh. How fucking committed are you going to be? You got, you got, you've been on dates 
cost you more than 200 bucks with no possibility of a return. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so when people talk shit, I'm like, bro, how much did you actually lose? Like, no, it's a, it's a pyramid, all this bullshit. It's like, yeah, everything's a pyramid because right. if you start the company, you're going to fill in the fucking blanks. Uh-huh. You know, I worked for General Electric and Jack Welch was the CEO. Ain't nobody passing him up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he had this structure look like this. And I was actually yeah. sub pyramid. You know, I'm a janitor pushing a fucking cart around in his, his plants. <laughs> Being disrespected, treated like garbage. I'm sure. And for me to climb that corporate ladder, I would be dead before I ever got near that CEO position. So Jim Rohn said to me, he said, bro, listen, you, you start at the top. He said, instead of starting at the bottom of some other clown's pyramid, start your own. Mm -hmm. Then you fill in the blanks. I got that really quick. Be the hero of your own story. Don't join a saga that's already midway through. Yeah. Yeah. So the bottom line, it, it takes, it takes hard work. And especially in the beginning, because what happens, the industry attracts a lot of people because of money, just like mm-hmm. just like the lottery. You know, the, the we were just talking about the other day, the payouts yeah. on lottery stay are like a bill. I've never seen a billion dollar payout in a lottery before. Yeah. <laughs> it tells me that there's got to be a lot of people buying lottery tickets oh, yeah. to have those kind of payouts. Have the, has the lottery significantly just gone up since COVID or is that my imagination? It, it just keeps going up every single year. No, it has. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. The, I think the the one that's like the most, it was like over two billion. And then if you took the cash payout, it was actually over a billion. It was the first time it ever happened. Jesus. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, it's it's a it's a vice. People are hurting. It's it's not that expensive to buy a lottery ticket. So yeah. It makes sense why the industry's crushing it. That, but well, it, it's like a, it's in network marketing. It's like buying a lottery ticket. They think, mm-hmm. oh, I just put in some investment. Some clown told them you're going to get rich overnight. You just you know tell your friends and family they're all going to join you. And then when they don't, yeah. you're not blaming it on the industry. No, Sparky, you didn't do the fucking work. Mm-hmm. You bought into some bullshit because you thought this was a lottery ticket. Yeah. Like, you know, my, my friends that are in, the, in network marketing are doing a quarter million a month or doing a million a month, you know, or six figure passive type. They're free where I see a lot of my friends that make, you know, a million a year, two million a year or, or that type of thing in traditional business. They're not free. No. One thing is if you build it in this, because it's about it's it's always been subscription based. Even before, like I was I was I had reoccurring revenue 20 years ago mm-hmm. it, when you know, now all the cool kids have reoccurring revenue. That's the thing. But, you know, back then we are only competing with jobs. Like my, I had to try to convince you that, 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 that the, the degree you have, that, that job you have, that you're trapped. Yeah. You know? That was my pitch in front of them. Now I have to, you know, compete with chat GPT. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Every, everybody's got some, you know, everyone's got, there's a, there's a, there's some gig happening. Yeah. So yeah. like everybody, now everybody's an entrepreneur too. Just like everyone's a motivational speaker. Entrepreneur, life right? Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, man. They're everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah, everyone thinks they want to be, but then yeah. it doesn't, you, you got to be willing to clean the toilets. You got to be willing oh. to work until the middle of the night. Everybody thinks they want to be the CEO. The CEO is not what it's cracked up man. to be, especially when you get something started. Yeah. So let's yeah. take this. Say I'm somebody brand new and I come to you and I want to be a part of this. And let's say I've got let's say I'm not messing around and I say, Hey, look, I'm going to throw five grand into my network marketing. I want to be a part of OSNAP fit. Yeah. What's, what's the system I implement? How does it start? Yeah. First off, I'll tell you, you don't need five grand, but I'll take it if you want to, if you want to give it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So then what do they need? If, if not two, if 200 bucks ain't buying in, what is, what's somebody who you like, ding, ding. All right. This guy's actually what the, the, to get into OSNAP, the most you can invest is a thousand bucks. Got it. Like that would be all in, like you ain't playing, and I do. I do tell people you you need to have some skin in the game, mm-hmm. because you can get in for as little as forty nine bucks. Got it. But we can see. I can track the numbers. I can tell you the people that come in at forty nine bucks. Guess how much they do? 
Guess not as much as the people who come in at a thousand. Yeah, like nothing. And <laughs> and then it the levels up. So there's there's uh, the forty nine dollars, and then there's a two hundred, a five hundred, and a thousand. Got it. And it's just based on how much product. And then we 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 sell that wholesale to the distributor. Okay. The more the more you put in, we can see in the numbers. The more likely they are to do something. Like I I teach how to flip power we call them power packs a thousand dollar power pack i teach them how to flip it turn into three thousand in their first week what is it this is the supplement a power pack yeah. a certain number of it's those a, it's, it's, it's a big compilation it's a, of yeah it. it's like it's five monthly supplies of each one of our products got it so that's basically what it works so i i show them how to flip those packs and make three grand on a thousand dollar investment because i'm watching the gurus teaching people how to flip houses all this other stuff so it's you know oh, it's high risk yes hopefully return I'm saying, like, I can show you this shit, how to do this this week if you want. Yeah. Um, off of a, a $1,000 investment $1, instead investment. of a $250,000 investment. Exactly. I briefly had a time flipping homes, and it is not me what too. it's cracked up to be, man. It is. No. You hit the nail on the head. You got your hard money lender. You got your investment. Yes. You got to pay the percentage on. It is a rough, especially in Arizona. Holy yes. shit. Is it a nightmare to do that in Arizona? But There's if you're a, a guru. behind every rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if yeah. you're a guru, imagine... You're teaching people because now there's a gazillion gurus teaching people how to do this real estate stuff. Yeah, it just sounds so great. Where all the where all the millionaires made in real estate? Mm -hmm. Where are you going to make a million? You're going to buy my package and you're going to be the next millionaire in real estate. <laughs> <laughs> then you go to the bank and they say, "No, sorry." Then you got to get the hard. You know, there's just so many pieces. So many, it. so many pieces to it. And next yeah. thing you know, you're hitting up your parents for money, and you know, you just lost everything on your first build. Right. I mean, it's just I I've, I've been through all of it. Yes, yeah. we 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 were doing developing all this shit. I'm like, man, I'm telling you. So plus it's very, again, this is entirely subjective. It's just my opinion. Yeah. It, it, the house thing is, I don't know. It, it doesn't have any real flair to me. It didn't really yeah. appeal to me. I, I didn't like the open houses or the dealing with the other wholesalers or any of that stuff. I, I, I like network marketing, but the house thing seems a little bit kind of outside of that a bit. It, yeah. it, it, it's not. Yeah. It just didn't hold any weight for me. No. And that's what, so what I, what we taught people is what Robert Kiyosaki wrote about in his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. We taught them. One. I read that one. So we taught them that, and he was the first person of that caliber. And by the way, his, his book started selling because of network marketing. You know that if you ever, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. He like, nobody would like, he couldn't get his book out there. Amway picks up his book, which is a network marketing company yeah. with millions of distributors. And now his shit starts blowing up. So yeah. he's he's told that story several times. Interesting. But yeah. So that's where. But he was smart because in that book he he has a section on network marketing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where people start. Oh wait a minute. They start looking at it because it's it's basically leveraging your time. What are we trying to do at real estate? You're trying to leverage you know leverage your money. Yeah. What I what I realize like between real estate and network marketing, I don't have to go and fix your freaking toilet if mm -hmm. there's a problem. If you're in my network marketing business, and if you invested two hundred bucks. Like, I don't have to baby you. It's like, bro, you got 200 bucks in this thing. You want to get your money back or not? You, can you show up? Like I do a, a once a week training, you know, Zoom now. Can you show up on a oh, Tuesday yeah. night? Can you give your business one hour? Yeah. And if you don't, I already know you're a loser. Yeah. You, you yeah. Can't it's not, a, you're not, yeah. you're not in it, man. Like, it's not going to happen. I don't have to waste my time either. So I don't, I'm not, yeah. not going to lose anything. You, you're 200 bucks. You can just keep taking the product. So you're really not losing anything. I was going to say, you got something tangible. Yeah, you got, like, it's, not, yeah. it's not like the guru taking, I'm like saying, buy my package. Yeah. And then the shit come, doesn't work. Come hang out with me at my mansion for a few <laughs> hours and I'll give you the keys. Yeah. By the way, I have a mansion uh, mastermind event on March 18th. If you guys want to uh, <laughs> hang out, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's gonna be in Vegas. It's gonna be what? Hot, but what yeah. impact 
has yeah. social media marketing had on your network marketing? And what yeah. impact would you say that has for the people who invest Ooh. the money with your Ooh. network marketing? Social media is a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. uh, first off, the ability to get in front of a lot of people. I love, I love it. Like, mm -hmm. what does Instagram have? Over a billion people on this platform. Oh, goodness, do you so, know eight? Uh, any? How many you active users active are on Instagram today? Jay, can you find that? It's yeah. got a, It's over a billion for sure. Maybe it's I'd two billion. I know there's eight, it's not at least. eight billion plus on Facebook. Oh, um, shit. So, well, but, Meta, I mean, it's both. So yeah, I, yeah. you would assume everybody with a Facebook would have an Instagram. So you, but you think about that for a second. Back when I was operating, man, we our biggest technology was like fax on demand. <laughs> like, if you don't have a fax machine, though, I couldn't I couldn't send you shit. Right. You had to go to like yeah. Kinko's or Office Max to get <laughs> to get the marketing materials. And we used to I used to have this thing. One point three. You were close. Wow. Yeah. Great yeah, guess. guess. Great guess. Yeah. With three billion active Instagram users today in twenty twenty three. One platform. Now the yeah. key is figuring out how to get to them. Right. The cool thing that's happening now is that if you can create content, if you can get creative, mm -hmm. the the algorithm will kind of push you in front of people. Mm -hmm. Where in the earlier stages, if you were promoting a business, the algorithm slapped the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, no, you have to pay us if you want to market your right. shit. Right, right, so, right. Pay to play. Pay to play. Like, I think I, it still is a bit. It is. It's, Instagram well, yeah, feels sure. very pay to play to me still to for this sure. day. But, but I agree with you. I think, and, and we've seen this quite a bit. I mean, the more we dump into the weird stuff, the more content you yes. make that's unique, Instagram does start to... They, Your algorithm, it goes up. They start to open doors for you. So there, if you can get, and I, and you got to be a little creative in business. You got to figure out a way to stand out. Mm -hmm. So if you're just posting the same old shit, you're not going anywhere. But, but anyways, back to the, the question. Yeah, to the question. So social media, back in the day, I'd have to recruit on social media a thousand people to get the same type of production that I would get out of a hundred people 15, 20 years ago. And, and and I'm okay. I'm trying to figure out all the the pieces to this. I think the biggest piece is the options. They're on social media. They got shiny object, you know, syndrome. Yeah. They join the company with me, but there's 30 other people telling them the grass is greener over here and the comp plan's better over here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. and, now, and the minute they follow you. Directly underneath you, there's the For You page with the people that yep. literally do similar to what you do. Yep. And they go, oh, this guy's doing the same thing. So is he. Yep. So it's, yeah, it's, it's FOMO is terrible. Yeah. And people and, and and people don't keep their commitments. I mean, you can look at the divorce rate and tell you. They, they made a commitment to their spouse and God, mm -hmm. and more than half can't keep that commitment. Right. Great. So point. how are they going to keep a commitment? <laughs> Great <point. laughs> That's good. How are they going to keep a commitment to a 200 to to $1,000 investment? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's an it's annoying from that perspective, mm -hmm. um, but I the technology just speeds up because back in the day, like I I've always built without using my mouth. I'm not big on like I, I never look for salespeople. Like people have a misconception that this is about sales. I said, look, I was a freaking janitor. My mentor said, say less to more people. He said, shut your mouth. Do you want to scale all over the world or not? If you keep talking, you can't scale in Korea. Man, do we know some people <laughs> that that would apply to? Yeah. You know who I'm talking send about. Send them to my boot camp. <laughs> hey, I'll send them to my boot camp. We'll, we'll put, we put duct tape on their mouth. Two ears, one mouth for a reason. And, but anyway, so to scale all over the world, which you have an opportunity. So imagine you're, you're, your guy lives in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, you know the background. Sister's. Dies from a heroin overdose. Dad is a you know steel worker who got picked up by Flight for Life from work one day, and that was the end of that. Mom left a long time ago. Not a lot of 
you know, I'm not being taught how to build a big ass business. You know, I'm being, I was being groomed to go into the steel mill where my dad worked. Mm -hmm. So I get introduced to this industry. My self-esteem is low. It's just, dis it's, it's disguised as a tough guy. You know what I mean? It's disguised yes. as something else, but it was, I had low self-esteem. I, I, I thought of business people as like untouchable, like super special, had to be born in the house with the Rolls Royce already in the garage. Yeah. Yeah. Our pedigree wasn't there. So I had all these hangups. So I get introduced to network marketing and my mentors, I, thank God I had good mentors because that's the challenge a lot of times. It's yeah. shitty people with the lottery in hell. Go get them, Tiger. Go make me rich. <laughs> They're yeah. all sitting around trying to wait for someone else to make them rich and nobody's getting rich. Yeah. Yeah. So I had mentors that were like, look, you got to shut your mouth because number one, every time you talk, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so all right, all right, I could do that. So that we had these VHS tape and cassette tapes. You guys, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a place called Blockbuster. Anyway. Oh, yeah. The, I said, we're old enough for that one. <laughs> but I had to buy them from the company. So it was like 17. So I call it 20 bucks for, okay. for one VHS tape. The VHS tape told the story of the company and the product and all that. Got it. Since I wasn't allowed to talk, and plus I couldn't talk very well, I got good at what we call pass and play. So I would pass the VHS, VHS tape to you. See, I can't even fucking talk now. <laughs> VHS tape to you. Then your job was to watch it, to play it. I'm coming by tomorrow. I'll be like, look, bro, I'm coming by tomorrow. Watch that tonight. I'm coming to your house tomorrow. <laughs> I would drive all over the neighborhood, picking these things up. So we got pass and play because I need it back. Cost me 20 bucks. I don't have a lot of money. I need my tape back. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most incredible thing I've ever heard. This is how, so this how we built. This is how we built this back then. This is very cool. This is very cool to see how this, yeah. this, this started. Okay, keep going. And so back then it was it was a $5,000. So it wasn't this, now, now everything's so, we had to make everything really, you know, to coddle all the you know weakness in the system. Right. So, you know, it was 5000 to You couldn't play the game unless you were putting five grand into the deal. Now, this was back then. Back then. Now it's 59 It was back when there were real men. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> It's back before we were vaping all day and lowering our testosterone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You're 100% right. We could talk a whole episode just about that. And eating your fucking soy pancakes. Anyways, so we I, all of a sudden now I got five people that are doing exactly what I'm doing. So I, I started learning scale, how to scale. We didn't call it scale. We said get it to duplicate. Yeah. My mentor says, don't do what works. Stop trying to sell everybody. Do what duplicates. So that meant shut your mouth. Get him the tape. Let him watch the tape. But get him to make a decision off the tape, not off of you. Not ability. off of you. Yes, Ooh, I like that. They were like that my, lot, yeah. my mentors were making thirty, forty million dollars a year. That's a great nugget. Global. Plus, you don't have to keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. Which that's the worst part about being a salesman. Or you got to go in there and script it and just or wasting yeah. your time individually one off oh. talking to every single person because you know like you said on social media there's so many people that are flaky that will fall yeah. off oh yeah hey show a thousand people if 50 show up and go hey this is for me that's awesome that's the game it truly is a numbers game like i always oh, had yeah. this conflict like my mentors would say um it's a relationship business but then in another sense they say it's a numbers game and i always struggle with that i'm like well what is it how, how's it really but i got i got it i was sorting Mm -hmm. I was in the sorting game, not the convincing game. I'm not going to sit here and try to hard. I didn't need to like salespeople trying to teach you clothes. I don't need all that shit. Yeah. The, Watch yeah. the video. You get it. You don't. I got to keep moving. Give my video back, by the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> Bob over here needs to get it next. You're right. The, the, the days of, I love that. It's a, it's a great movie that the Alec Baldwin is the car salesman. He's the oh, closer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's the big, mm -hmm. I wear this watch. This is me. I'm oh, yeah, worth yeah. this. My, what, what movie is oh, that? Um, come on. Dude, that's a great movie. You know the movie I'm saying? He's he young. He's like all the 30. leads. Yes. yes. My he, watch is worth more than your life. And he tells the guy, I will sell more than this entire floor. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. That's it. 
That's it. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Glenn Ross. But kind of gone are the days of that sort of mentality. Now, with, with social media, with the extrapolation of all the different venues and funnels, if you make quality content that conveys your message clearly, and like you said, I think it's both. It's a numbers game. Get it out to as many eyes as you can, filter yep. those people down, and then form relationships from those yes. 50 people that come into you. But I, I like the fact that you're willing to walk away, too. It's like yeah. you're, you're divorced from the outcome. Care less. Yeah. Yeah. This was the, the man. You just hit up. You get me excited. The hair on the back. <laughs> like I got something. I got something. Uh, so I caught on very early on because I used to get stressed about the results so bad. Like my first year, I only made four thousand dollars for the whole fucking year. Like yeah. I, I sucked really bad. Like I challenged anybody to come into this industry and suck as bad as I did. I was horrific. <laughs> So people are laughing at me, like, are you rich yet? I'm like, are you fucking rich yet? You still in the cubicle? <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm doing something to change my shit. Around the Thanksgiving dinner table, it sucked because oh, they all laugh. like these, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, they at a certain point, though, they, they all shut up. Of course. You know, they now hands look like cups. Come, come to the house, hands look like cups. And shit. Oh, yeah, now I love now, that. my little network marketing pyramid scheme, huh, fucker? <laughs> <laughs> so, hands look like cups. Yeah. 4,000 year one. Yeah. What happened year two? Uh, not a lot, but uh, I, I was about almost 20,000. Okay. So look, so here's what's crazy about this. I'm not a good mathematical dude. Like yeah. math is not my thing. Me too. Thank God for this chat GPT because that's going to help with calculations. <laughs> Seriously. And, else. And, we're, and I'm not good with words, none of that stuff. So all this, this is the perfect time for me. Like what's about to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the computers are going to do all the thinking, all the writing, all the math for me. <laughs> And I'm just going to collect the fucking checks. This is how it's going to work. I can feel it. And it's, this so, is the best episode we've <laughs> So what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, um, what was the question? The, oh, shit. I don't even think I remember anymore. Oh, the impact of uh, uh, social media on network marketing yeah. and how it's... But your story, year one, year two. Oh, yeah. When the income. The income, yeah. That's why, because I've tried to erase those years. So right. my brain, when you say that, my brain tries to kick somewhere else. Like, fuck, those were... Terrible times in my life. Yeah, but so it went. It went twenty thousand. But mathematically, my mentor said, "Imagine if you worked on a job and you and I don't know what the percentage was, but from right. four thousand to twenty twenty thousand, that's yeah. a pretty good percentage." What is that for? I'm don't even make me do there's it. There's the math guy over there. Five hundred percent. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> imagine if I was a janitor at General Electric and Jack Welch at the top of the pyramid gave me a five hundred percent raise. I'd probably still be there right now. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean, yeah. I would have never left. But that, so that's what my mentor kept saying. He said, don't focus on the number. Keep focusing on the activity. Oh, I love that. So eventually I, I did get divorced from the results. Yeah. Stop giving a shit. I, the only thing I put pressure on myself was to do the activity. Yeah. I got to get in front of more people. I got to get that VHS step in front of more people. Yes. And then what happened? I had five people doing it, then 10 people. Now all of a sudden I got a thousand people in different states doing the exact same thing I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm waking up in the morning. So I go from 4,000, 20,000. By the seventh year, now this isn't a great story if you're trying to, you know, but everything's sped up now. This was a slower time. Sure, of course. By the seventh year, I crack a hundred, almost $120,000. Yeah. Now for me, this is unbelievable. The company gives you a ring, six-figure ring earner. I fucking made it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but the next year, because of exponential growth, uh -huh. and, and I already had the thing moving. Yep. The yep. next year, I go to over 220000 then a million a year, then two million a year, 
Now I'm rolling over and bet. I'm waking up some morning. I wake up one morning, I got a quarter million dollar bonus paid out while I was sleeping because wow. of what my team wow. did in Asia. I'm waking up 50,000 bonus here. And all of a sudden, people are thinking I'm fucking great. I'm like, all I did was pass and play, and I got an <laughs> army to do the exact same shit. You know what I do yes. in my company now? Now I have an app. The video's on the app. Everything's on CRM's on the app. Click funnels on the app. Survey monkeys on the app. I put everything that you could use to market something in one app, and we give it to our same exact ambassador. philosophy. Newer technology. How many? Yeah. My whole thing is how many people can I get to use this app? Doesn't cost. You don't have to pay twenty bucks for a VHS tape. I, and the app yeah. tells me, like, if I send you the video through the app, it'll tell me if you clicked on it, it'll tell me how much of the video you watch. Did you watch 10%, 100%? Mm-hmm. So now I know how to follow up with you. And if you even should. Yeah. yeah if I should. Yeah. 2% of the video and then shut it off. Well, maybe yeah. not. Well, here, they lie, too. Like, my wife says all the time, why do these people lie so much? You'll, you'll say, hey, what did, what did you, did you watch the video? Yeah. <laughs> you liar. Like, I know you didn't watch the video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because my the, the yeah. technology tells me you're a liar. Yeah. Now I'm questioning, do I want to work with you? Yep. Yeah. I said, I'm like, do you want to rephrase your answer? <laughs> so, but I get hard on people now because I don't have we don't have time to waste. Like I'm I'm a little over fifty, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm in the the second half of my life. I'm not gonna waste my time babysitting people because I get people hit me up say, bro, I want to make money, I want to do all this shit. Then I tell them, show up, mm-hmm. just show up, just jump on this call. I got a 15 minute call, jump on it. Not there. Yeah. You know, it's how long am I going to chase you down? Like, if you're not going to participate in your own rescue, yeah. what the fuck can I do for you? And you touched on something in that very briefly that I think holds so much weight. And that is that you stopped caring mm. about the money and cared yeah. about the process. That's one yep. of the earliest lessons our father taught us. And it's right. one of the things that stuck with me throughout my entire life. The minute you are obsessed with the dollar and that's what you people, hey, yep. John, I want to make money. How yeah, do I yeah. get into it? It's like. I already kind of have this off-put energy from people who come yeah. at me like that when it's money, 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 money. That to me, it tells me you're you're focused on the wrong things. You're you're not yeah. goal-oriented the way that's going to breed success. Most successful people, that's not the way they think. No. You switch that up. Be Keanu Reeves, bitch. Like that guy drives Man. a Honda Civic yep. and lives in an apartment. That is the kind of mindset that will get the activity going and get the uh, success in there. No doubt. I do a training called mission-driven versus money-driven. I and, love that. and the, the that's that was the difference for me. Like if it was all money for me, I would have quit four thousand dollars that first year. That was there was enough reason to quit. It was painful. Yeah. And 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 when you just getting into a network marketing business, the world is against you right out of the gate because they have a mm-hmm. they have a misconception. Do you know there's groups on Reddit like that are anti MLM groups? Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Really? Like these are hate groups, like straight up hate groups. Like they don't even hate on cats Do they... as much as they hate on <laughs> Mel I'm like, you guys are entrepreneurs, well, supremacists. Well, why, you, you, why is that? You said in the book you go hard at some at, at yeah, network yeah. marketing. Are they? Do you call out specific companies? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I go hard at um the industry because some of it is brought upon ourselves. Yeah. Like someone comes in and they have the lottery mentality, so they go and get a bunch of their friends. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing. Nobody took time to show up, get training. None of this stuff. Where how? Look, you don't even sh- you, you join a team mm-hmm. and you got practice on Tuesday night and you don't show up for practice, but the game is on Saturday. How well are you going to perform in the game? Right. So you look like a clown. Your, your, your friends think you're a clown because now you can't even, or you try to sell them and you're all over the board. Like I see people doing this, like, yeah. 
they're trying to sell you on why you should be in the, and you're they're, they're doing shit like you got a job you're just over broken like bro i'm doing all right you know they're offending you like <laughs> it's like the guy telling me i'm going to hell wanted me to join him in his you know his walk sure yeah <laughs> you know, like, yeah no, bro i don't like the way you're delivering this shit your delivery sucks <laughs> so you lost so, me at hell I think your god is probably great but i don't like the way you're delivering the shit sure yeah and the course. same thing what happens here is a whole bunch of amateurs puking all over people mm -hmm. and of course it can't work because number one who has a freaking time to do what you just did yeah and that's and i'm so I, I hit on both sides there are companies because there is big money made. you you could start a company like this mm -hmm. and 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 grow really freaking fast because you're using you're using new new school tools you're using word of mouth and if you got there's killers in this industry that you don't even know what happened to you yeah and i mean they, they they're just they're they're powerhouse are there i mean i i am remembering that there are examples of this yeah bad multi-level marketing yes. companies yes companies that took advantage of people yes. it's yeah. not without justification no no people have of course reserves about multi-level mining pyramid schemes is what it you lands should. on yeah well it's like anything you have bad in real estate you have bad in the car business mm -hmm. so what you should do if you're going to join a business how about evaluate it <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean yeah don't just join it because someone told you, you're going to make a million that's what happens they get hyped on some lie because yeah. it's easier like if i went out right now if i got on this thing i told everyone to lie you got everyone join tomorrow 49 bucks pay your 49 bucks you're gonna make a million dollars this year <laughs> and i can get everyone hyped on it. i got the you know and i got the secret i got you know what i mean and even worse if you're a motivational speaker <laughs> yeah yeah now then you can really get them going yeah, i get them all in now a bunch of idiots that paid <laughs> me a bunch of money and nobody's doing shit and yeah. that's what does happen from time to time right but i look it's easy to build on a lie easy like if you tell me you tell me you like giraffes i'm like listen bro you know how many fucking giraffes we got? We got giraffes everywhere. I got giraffes over here, giraffes over there. You come in, there's nothing but fucking elephants. Now you're like, now you're oh, like, oh shit, <laughs> I want a giraffe. Like, don't worry, bro. One day. So, yeah. But, but this, this is this is what happens. Yeah. The truth. Like, I, I had a friend that said, "What is this?" I guess in the, maybe the Bible says, "The truth will set you free." It does. But it'll piss you off first. Oh yeah. So, you know, someone tells you your breast stinks. Well, shit, I don't want to hear that, but it's good to know. So I'm not talking to my wife and you know, I got shit breath. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So sometimes you got to. So what, what, what I got big on early on was telling the truth. The truth is it's hard work. The truth is you're going to have to man up. The truth is you're going to have to get the commission off your breath because people are going to smell you coming from a mile around. Oh, yeah. The truth yeah. is you better figure out what your reason why. Is it your kids, or your family? What is it besides the money? Because if money was the only driver, we'd all be rich. Yeah, yep. money clearly is not the only driver. Wow, you tell me there's not enough money out there for all of us to be rich. Hmm. There's just shit. Yeah, there's a lot of money out there, right? But we're so focused on the dollars themselves. Oh, amen. And that's not yeah. going to get you. You're not going to get it. No, that's and not going to get you up early in the morning. It's also a very, very insignificant sales pitch today. When people, it's it's the most, it's the biggest turnoff thing in the whole world. We had an interaction with a guy who we wanted him on as as a guest. He told us, yeah, all right, I want $20,000 to come on. And my PR rep said, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, we don't, we're not, we are not in a position to do that right now. Yeah. And he went off. He, first off, why he's answering his own DMs, I don't know. But he <laughs> went, uh, sent, sent us 15 messages, sent us a video of him walking around his garage, filming his cars, filming his mansion, saying, hey, I bought this with cash. And how much, wait, he's like, send me a video of your bank account, bro. I'll show you mine. And at first I was like, man, this ain't even him. There's no way this is actually this guy. You got to make sure this isn't a spam. But it was him. He called me up by name, sent me a video of him driving his Ferrari. He's like, if you ain't driving this, you a bitch. Does, and he, live, does he live in Arizona? Yeah. I don't know him well, but I... I what's, what's funny, it, it's a perfect... Because uh, this is a guy who 
you know, he had his time in the penitentiary yeah, yeah, he, and he yeah. had a backstory, you know, similar to you, more similar yeah, than yeah. mine, but his mentality toward, I don't know, success, whatever he wants to call it, he's missing out the entire conversation that we've had here today. The whole yeah. thing. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But what I do know, I don't ever want to find out. No, you know, look, here's, I, and, and I can relate to that because, well, I have tattooed right here. It says, I'm a writing hand. Ego is the enemy. Yeah. The problem sometimes is when you make it, yeah. somehow you think that you're fucking better than everybody. Mm-hmm. I know I did. I, I remember I had like a $16,000 month. You ever hear that song, Wait Till I Get My Money Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can't talk to me. Yeah, yeah. That was me, bro. You could, I was like, the. and thank God I had good mentors that were slapping me around. He says, my mentor, Jeff Olson, he wrote the book Slight Edge. He said, he said, bro, you have forgotten where you came from. And because of that, it's just a matter of time before you go back. I'm like, oh shit! I, don't, I, am, I am not. I do not want to go back to the south side of Milwaukee. I, am, <laughs> I have had my encounter. I am done. And and but he was he slapped me around, and I'm yeah. thank God because I was I was becoming. I thought that the money made me. I thought that I could talk to people. I thought that if you didn't have the same amount of money, that you were below me. Oh, yeah. Now maybe I didn't say that out loud because it wouldn't be politically correct. But sure. it was yeah. it was dripping off of me. Yeah. And if you said something because my my ego was so fragile because it was all ego, mm. I would fucking come at you hard like fuck you you know. Let me show you my bank account, bitch. You make sixteen thousand dollars last month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that was a long time when sixteen thousand meant something, but yeah, you know. But I, I and here's the other thing. Yeah. If <laughs> Wes, I'm, I don't even know you, bro. Yeah, we never had a conversation. But if he ever, then you will now. Yeah, if, if he ever called you. And needed something. Like, I don't know, like the fucking world fall. Like, let's, you know, yeah. the walking dead and shit. And you're the only guy left with some ammo. <laughs> I don't know. What would you do for him? Not, not, no. not a thing, man. My no. mentor said, he said, oh, it's okay. When you're on the top of your game, you can have that big ass ego. People are cheering for you, for you, sort of. Uh-huh. But they can't wait for you to fall. And they're watching you. Mm-hmm. And when you do fall, there's nobody there to open up a door for you. Because it happened to me. I, I Twice, I lost everything. And because my ego was so big, the the first time getting it back was tough. Mm. The second time when I learned to humble myself and I learned that it wasn't, this wasn't me. None of this shit is mine. Like yeah. a lot of this is, you know, it, it's hard work. It's all those things. It was when I started building real relationships, when I yep. started focusing on, on real experiences and what, and it became what, how can I serve you? How can I help you? You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. Everything was coming to me 10x more money more everything if your focus is helping yeah. people Bro, people are going to be want people are going to want to help you yeah. if they know that your heart is genuinely in what you're doing and that your focus is on helping people out either your professional peers or people that aren't even in your industry you know yeah. never being afraid to talk to anybody if i and, and it, it honestly was a real real beneficial moment for me you know having this interaction with this yeah. person because i just i had this moment of clarity where i'm like you know, I don't ever want to get to that point ever. No. And I don't even think it's really all that big of a gap between what he's doing and what we're doing. But if ever I react that way, and I told him, I'm like, dude, if I ever have a conversation <laughs> that goes even halfway that direction, I need you to smack the shit yeah. out of me. Hit him with a baseball bat. It's just, <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> it's just because like you just said you'd, uh, yeah. you'll never, ever, ever. Maybe there was a chance that he and I could have done something. But never. Never no, happen now. No, I talk him. I toss him a block if he was drowning in the river. Like no way, man. Never gonna happen. Because that's because that's what happened the second the second time around. It was fast coming back because people love me mm-hmm. because I love them. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was in, I was genuinely. I mean, it, and Nazo knows this. It, I 
to my own fault. I'm trying to figure out how to live. Like our brand ambassadors, we give them everything. And sometimes I realize was like what I did with my my daughters is I I I crippled them a little bit. Yeah. By look, you can come to all the events for free. You can. And I stopped that. Like last week, I stopped it. I said, Oh boy, I said ambassadors, <laughs> you ain't coming for free. And the kids know. Like you can't move back in. Like you got to figure shit out. Got to go on your own. Even though yeah. I even though I made it so you wouldn't know how to survive on your own. <laughs> now you got to figure shit out. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good uh, topic to, to kind of unpack, though. I mean, yeah. As a as a father who now right. has the success, yeah. What is your advice to parents who now all of a sudden they hit success and you've got dependents who, because I mean, maybe their kids are mid age. They haven't always been wealthy. Now they are. How do you act? Because yeah. you weren't obviously you weren't always wealthy. You hit no. it later in life, and your kids, yeah. I assume, were older. What, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen? When they, when they, when you got yeah, money? they all had different stages. Uh, but first, my first advice is wear a condom. That'll be the first, <laughs> first, first, first birth, birth. Control. That's good advice <laughs> for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, anyways, if you're already past that stage, like my thirteen-year-old, she grew up on the top of Camelback Mountain. You know, she grew up with the Rolls Royce in the garage, all things like stuff I would talk about. Sure. She had it all. She didn't she didn't know what struggle was like. Lauren, my 30 year old, she was in the house when I was being arrested. You know, ah. that's that's where the story really begins yeah. of me changing my life. So they all had. So I have uh, 30, 28, 23. <laughs> I need to I need to just look at my hand. Is <laughs> it? Yeah, if I if I ever if I ever want to like find a quote or something, I just do this. I'm like, right. Oh, let me tell you, well, a good man leaves inheritance for his children. <laughs> uh, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Do you have a favorite <laughs> tattoo? You have one that's your favorite? Um, I probably my back, because my wife is here and she's on my back. Twice. There you go. She's the devil and the angel, by the way. Oh, the the wedding! I ring. thought you were giving me the finger for a minute. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah that's right. The wedding ring the is wed- yeah, wedding ring right. is an important one. See, I'm still learning this shit. Yeah, I'm still learning. <laughs> you should I, next time make the spouses sit outside of the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, my back tattoo. And where were we? We get we just get going. We man. get going. We man. got all of us have ADD in this fucking room. Well, just realize. <laughs> just you're you're sitting in it. This is the, this is the reason why it, this is the brand, man. I love it. I I wanted to ask this question. This is the, the the one that I I don't even really prep questions for podcasts, but I prepped this one because I yeah. really wanted to hear it from you. What is a definition of true success that you would get that does not include the words money or power? Freedom. Mm. I mean, that's that's the only thing. Freedom for me. I don't yeah. give a shit about it. now. Like again, it's funny. This I realize the shit you say when you have money. Mm-hmm. I probably would have been listening and saying, well, it's easy for you to fucking say, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's it. Like, and here's, here's the crazy thing. You don't need a lot of money to be free because mm-hmm. first you got to free yourself mentally. It was uh Harriet Tubman said something. She said, uh, I would have freed more slaves had they only known they were slaves. Then I watched a movie called 12 years as a slave, 12 years mm-hmm. as a slave. I cried through the whole freaking movie. Movies. It was it was one of the most impactful movies I ever watched. Yeah. But it was interesting because when I took that quote and then I saw this movie, this dude got thrust into slavery. He was not a slave, but got thrust into slavery. So for 12 years, every single minute of every single day was him trying to get his freedom back. Mm-hmm. Where but, he was he was with all these other slaves. But he wasn't in here. He, he was, was not a free. slave. He was never a slave here. Yes. A lot of the other slaves in the movie 
were mentally mm-hmm. slaves. Probably because that's how I don't know how the shit works, but that's you know they were conditioning these of course, people to yeah. do this stuff. Yeah. So he never, 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 and then one, and at once, once if once you've been unshackled, it's very difficult to be shackled again. <laughs> Isn't that you know what I'm saying? Truth. Yes, I know exactly what you're saying. So for me, man, the, the, I, as soon as I got a taste of what freedom was, yeah. When if if I want to take my kids to Disney World on Thursday and it's Wednesday and I don't have to ask a boss permission to get off, I don't have to check a bank account. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, that that was what freedom was about. Like yeah. the freedom to do what you want on your own terms. I'm a, when I want. Yeah. And I'm talking about like for me, it was like the whole boss thing, getting ready. Like I remember working for GE. I remember like I didn't even even work for GE. This is the part of the story I never tell people. I couldn't get hired by General Electric. <laughs> I worked for a company called Ace Cleaning Services, some clown who bought a franchise for 12 grand. And now he acted like he was the king, you know, like he was a complete asshole about everything. Yeah. You know, and I worked for him. He made sure every day I knew. And this fucker, excuse me. (laughs) I would, there was a golf course right down the street from the plant that I would drive to on Wednesday afternoons. I see this clown over here golfing. And I started thinking about the reason he's golfing on a Wednesday afternoon is because I'm going to work. Uh-huh. Because all he did was walk around and point all shit. Oh, there's dust here. I'm like, you, and I wanted all the time. I wanted to, he he would be yeah. in front of me. I wanted to jump on his back and choke the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I had these visions. <laughs> then one day I robbed General Electric to get him all back. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> back the truck up, turn the alarm off. It was it, yeah. And I never went back to work again. Anyways, where were we? But <laughs> I mean, you're 100 right it's yeah. it's why when i get asked every once in a while you know hey what's the what's the backup plan if this don't really work i'm like bro i don't have a backup plan i can't i'm not gonna get a job i can't i i, I poured <laughs> yeah. everything i have into this your your heart your soul your time everything and you know plan b is reinforcing plan a that's yeah. it this is this is where it's this is where it's gonna happen yeah. because like you said once your mindset shifts from being the employee, not even to the employer, but being from that to the entrepreneur. Yeah. You, you kind of can't go back. At no, least you can't. you can't. How I, like, yeah, I, I'm starting to sweat right now thinking about having a job. Like I'm getting like, <laughs> I, I think I'm breaking out in hives and shit. I, yeah. No, just it, thinking about it is yeah. like, that's insane to me. And you're right. It's not even about the money. The, and I'm sorry the if you have a job, do... but I'm just like, no, yeah. <laughs> none of us have a job. Yeah, I've been unshackled for a while. So it's like, it, it and and as a result, you've been able to live a comfortable life the way yeah. that you want. You get to create things that you want to work on and do things that fascinate you and interest That's you. That's yeah. that to me is freedom. Being yeah. able to work and build and create things that interest me and talk to people that interest me. Yeah, I mean, how many people get? We're at work right now. I like, know. This man. is not. Like, <laughs> yeah, like this is great. This like this is the kind of shit I want to do on a regular basis. Yeah. You ever, find it, you ever find it hard to like relate to people who are, you ask them like, hey man, how was your day? They're like, oh dude, I just at work. This is, I'm like, oh, yeah. that, that sucks. <laughs> like, how was your day? I'm like, well, my day was pretty good. I worked out, I trained some people, and then I did a podcast. <laughs> I painted. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> and I got a sexy wife that uh, who knows what I'll yeah. do. Who knows what the day, like if she's excited about how good I do on this podcast, who knows? Like this could be a incredible <laughs> thing. <laughs> like when I get off a stage and my motivational talks and now it's just all like, dang, you did good. You just crushed it out yeah. there. Exactly. I mean, let me stop. No, we got, yeah, we got, we got some cool shit. That's, yeah, that's coming. That we're working on. What? It, what? What's? What's next? What's, well, so the, what's we, the next thing? So we, we got the book, which we, we hit on. So I appreciate the the plug for the book. Of course, um, the book's gonna be hot. The book's gonna be huge for anyone where, in network. Where? Market. Where can people find it? When? Well, do you know when it'll drop? Uh, we're, we're we're hoping. I'm working. 
with I have a friend, Mark Victor Hansen. He, he's the second biggest selling author on the planet. Uh, really? Second only to the Bible. So if you look up Mar- uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul books. Oh, so, yes. So, love to get him on so here. So Mar- I can get Mark on here. Oh, yeah, love yeah, yeah, Mark lives in Arizona. Mark's a, oh, Mark's get a out of here. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The funny story about Mark is I met him through network marketing because there was a contest. <laughs> and if you won the contest, you got to pick up Mark Victor Hansen from the airport. And so this is how I met, Les, I met Les Brown. I met Jim, all these people I met from network marketing yeah. through contests. If I won the contest, I got, to, I couldn't use my car back then. Cause my car wouldn't probably make it. <laughs> uh, so I borrowed someone else's car. And then it wasn't that long ago. We were in, uh, where were we? What steakhouse were we at? Well, we ran into him. This was like five years ago. Fleming's. Oh, yeah. oh, we were at Fleming's. And I see Mark and his wife. And I went over to him and right away, because, you know, we used to, we, we kind of became friends over the years, but I didn't know he was living in Arizona. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, Mark's a, Mark's a cool dude. Like, That's outstanding. So, so hopefully we get, uh, the, the book is done. I just got to add a couple things, design and stuff. So got hopefully I, I'm renting. It's actually uh, my, my business partner, Cody Sperber. You guys know Cody? Yeah, he's coming. We this is that's this is so weird. Cody Sperber yeah. just messaged us today. He's coming on here in the next like three weeks or so. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's my that's my partner. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Oh yeah, I saw you on the yeah. uh, Ever Investor. Yeah. yeah. So Cody's my business partner in Old Snap. Yeah. So um we're gonna do we're he has a house in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So we're we're gonna use the is house. Is he in A Z too? Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. is right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A- Arizona is a real hub. It there, really is. there is some incredible, incredible players yeah. out here. Yeah. And and I've, I am also really, really realizing that the more you go up, the more of these conversations happen with guys yeah. like you and guys like Cody. The more that happens, it kind of gets to be a smaller group. It's small. It's small. You yeah. go up, up, up. It's yeah. I just ran into Robert Kiyosaki over at the gym. So you know he's in Arizona. Yeah, there's so many players here. Yeah. I'm just wish I wish they would all move back to California, though, because <laughs> the traffic getting over here was getting a little little sketchy. So, <laughs> and and what California is better for them to stay there? Oh, them to move back to oh yeah yeah. yeah. They need to go back. With, to with that being said, waste management also does play a factor. Yeah yeah yeah. This, right now, that, week, that is and true. the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl. Management. Shoot, yeah. man, I don't even want to go to Camelback this week. It's oh, it's gonna, gonna be a crazy week to be in Arizona. Nuts. Yeah, insane. I was talking to my buddies that run. Uh, the clubs in Old Town, they're saying like tables are 50,000. Wow. Uh, what? It's, it's Is that true? So, you know, Drew Young and wow. Dan. And yeah, Dan. Was, I'm a security at Costco. Yeah, I go way back with those guys. We have a lot of history. Because I used to be I used to be the dummy buying those tables. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the best way to that. In my head, when she says, I'm like, what kind of an idiot? Just that was me. Thousand dollars on a table. Me. That was me. <laughs> that wasn't so bad. I think it was twenty. I think by the time it was done, we probably we probably spent about twenty grand <laughs> at a golf thing. at the open. At were the you open. were you like on the on the green? Well, you could like... overlook it because about the way it is, the 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 bottle blonde tent, you could you could look over. They had yeah. like a little porch type thing. Right, 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 I, right, right. I guess. Are you guys going I didn't to the? Even are you going to play golf? The first time you I went there, I was like, I, yeah, we'll go. Probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it we, is we, fun. Yeah, we'll go because you don't go there to watch golf. Yeah. yeah, like I would never just go watch golf. <laughs> <laughs> Did enough of that when you were a janitor. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, I, 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 guess, <laughs> I just yes yeah, for the party. So we just yeah. So yeah, we'll, and the networking. I mean, net, come that on, is it's you yeah. got everybody there. Everyone yeah. is there right now. The whole Eagles, everybody. everyone's there right now. Yeah, networking is is the deal though. That that I always tell people, my network is massive, my circle is small. 
Ooh. My network is massive. And, and I think everybody should focus on growing their network. Oh, 100%. But keep your circle small. Because at one time, I, I, I didn't differentiate between the two. I thought, oh, these are all my friends. It's like, how many people you got on Facebook that are your friends? Yeah. But how yeah. many are really your friends? Right, yeah. right, right, right. And right. you let too many people in the circle. And, and now now they abuse your calendar. You get some snakes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And, and everyone's got a, the latest in crypto deal, <laughs> Forex. You know, they yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, no, I'll get another that could, be a, that could be a podcast all by itself. Just <laughs> yeah. talking about that. <laughs> yes. And yes. It where, can. where can people find you? And, and, and I'm sorry, but yeah. where, where is the book most readily available when well, it does drop? When it, when it drops, like the Am Amazon is, okay. is the easiest way to get something out there. We'll do, you know, we'll work on John Malott Instagram. Yeah. So John best place to get in touch with if they want to, if they want to get part of the team if they want to find yeah. out about the book all of that everything that, that yeah that, that instagram account is, is the best place to outstanding find yeah perfect cool. yeah awesome this was fun man this I, was I, awesome yeah what a fun yeah, episode what a yeah blast. that was awesome thanks for coming i felt on. like we should have been doing shots at tequila or something yeah next time man the next go time. and then go work out i don't know <laughs> yeah this, get some this, this, i love this i love the spot man the gym the you whole setup yeah man it's it's super cool thanks bro yeah all right. All right. And we'll cut it there.